Hello everybody, I'm Kayla Rose of Bunny's Makery. You're listening to my brand new podcast called Their Story. This is the podcast where we skip the small talk and we dig deep with families that are living uniquely and authentically and oftentimes overcoming some pretty big obstacles. We hope that you can connect to some of the topics and that you can deepen your understanding too. May their stories bring you the courage to share your own. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Their Story. Thank you so much for joining me. It means the world. Every time I see that I have a listener of the podcast, it just brings me so much joy. I hope that we are spreading the word together to help others um, just get to know each other, deepen their understanding, deepen their empathy, and learn something new. So thanks again. I just found out that um, 70%, 70% of podcasters stop um, after the seventh episode. And this is episode lucky number nine. So I'm proud to say that I am keeping on keeping on every Tuesday releasing a new episode. And today I have a very lovely guest. Um, I spoke with him a couple of days ago and his name is Nathan. He is amazing. He is an awesome dancer, an incredible person. He just is so good at bringing people up and um, helping them shine and helping them um, discover not only who they really are, but allowing, um, encouraging people to just be who they are from kids of a young age, all the way up to adults. Uh, he and I have an inside joke where he'll call me an icon. And I just think that's such a great, um, thing to call somebody. And then he calls someone else that. And I said, Hey, I thought I was an icon. And he said, we can all be icons. Like (laughs) he's very, he sees the best in people, and I really love that about him. And in this episode, in our conversation, we um, go pretty deep, and and he becomes very um, open and honest about his childhood and his upbringing and some of the harder parts for him. We also talk a bit about um, gender identity um sexual orientation, queer culture, and I think you will be touched by this conversation, and I think you will learn something new. So I hope that you can share it. I hope that you can um, uh, download this episode and, and just tell people about it. That would mean so much to me. It would mean a lot to Nathan, and it would help others. So take a listen and I hope you get something out of it. So let's start at the beginning for you. Where did your journey start and what was your family all about back then? So I grew up in a small town and it was very, very religious town. Um, And most of my upbringing was centered around a religious background and my family was um, 
Jehovah's Witness and Baptist on 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 both sides. I loved that I had a, a family that was centered around a religious background and a faith, but I also had a really hard time figuring out who I was as a human with that with that being a, a focus in my family as well. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to figure out who you are as a kid, but also knowing that, you know, there is religious uh, religious beliefs and religions that it, as, as a kid, I, I had a really hard time figuring out who I was with spiritual beliefs being a part of, a part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't, fully, in. I couldn't fully figure out who I was because mm-hmm. I had all these, these religious beliefs that made me, made me feel like I wasn't able to be me. Mm. All the, all the things that I was told in the religion Mm -hmm. as a homosexual child Mm -hmm. stopped me from being me early on. And, and I, I was so grateful for, you know, the narrative of, of, you know, being a good person and, 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 and I'm so grateful for, you know, the, the structure that, that the faith background gave me. And, and I'm so grateful for the spirituality that I have now in my life. But as a kid, it was, it was really, it, it stopped me from being who I was hmm. early. Yeah. Um, so I would say that my family, my family was really wonderful in the way that they loved me and cared for me and gave me, you know, the spiritual aspect that I have now in my life, in my thirties, but I also hmm. couldn't figure out who I was back then, ultimately. That couldn't have been easy. And how did that look like for you? What did you, did you try to conform? Did you try to change who you were or, or did you push back a bit? Well, I, I spent most of my time trying to figure out how I could change, mm. how, I could, how I could be different than who I was. And, you know, as a kid who's just figuring themselves out and your, your entire being is just wanting to be different than what you are. Mm. is is not fair for, for anybody who's learning who they are. You know, I spent most of my adolescent years hoping that I could change, hoping that I could just be different than what I was. Mm. So you were, yeah, go on. Yeah. It just, you know, I wish that I wish that I could tell myself or tell my childhood self, I wish I could tell my childhood self to just accept who I was instead of trying to change and yeah. to try to change myself. How long do you feel like that went on for you, Nate? Well, I, I think I knew I was gay when I was uh, finishing elementary school. I think there was a, there was a summer where I, where I knew, you, you know, people always ask you, and, and, I, and I believe it's different for every queer human. You know, the journey is very different for every, uh, every queer human but I believe that I knew it and I had accepted it but I wished that it was different and that was m- most of my junior high and high school life I spent my summers at bible camp and I was in the youth group and I spent a lot of time in the church and I wasn't I wasn't content with who I was so the whole time I wanted to be different mm-hmm. So how do you as how do you as a human put your best foot forward when you're learning yourself as you know as a teenager when you don't want to be who you are? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's, that's really profound. It's bringing up a lot for me too, because I grew up in youth groups and the church too. And there were certain behaviors that I wanted to partake in and I felt like they were against the church, but that's so different from what you went through. Cause it was like who you were at the core, which yeah. is like, how do you change that? You're just, how do you change constant that? struggle. No, how do you change that? And there is, you can't. And that was the deepest, darkest part of it. And you shouldn't have to. And, you know, I, I never want to take away, like I, I, I've said already, I don't want to take away from how beautiful that, that part of my upbringing was, Mm -hmm. as I really did love youth group. And I loved, those were my best friends. Those were the people that I spent most of my week with and, you know, my entire summer with, and I just didn't fit. I didn't fit in. I spent mornings where we would sit there and we would have to do devotionals where you would, you know, you would read your Bible and you would sit there and do the morning study. And I'd sit there and I would just pray that I wouldn't be gay for hours like in the morning you would you know we'd all go to our different spots and you would sit there and you know everyone would feel wonderful at the end of devotions because they had their time with God and I would sit there and I would just hate myself I'm sorry Nate it's a it's a wild experience to to think about it later on in life because as humans we're we're so we're so as we get older we're so confident in who we are and we're so powerful and we're so this is me yeah um and I think you know I spend I as you know I spend a lot of time teaching kids yeah um, and I know you do as well. We we work with kids. And I think my biggest thing that I would love to share with this next generation is, is that the earlier that you can be confident in who you are, the better life will be and the better it will be for you. Because I spent way too much time mm-hmm. wishing that I was different. Yeah. And those were, those mornings were so tough. I remember sitting there and just, you know, I would look around and everybody would be in their separate spots, reading their Bible and praying and having their morning devotions. And I just wished that I could be one of them. I wish that I could have been a heterosexual normal because in our head, that was normal. And, and yeah, how do you tell a 15 year old that you're not, that you're different and how do you, how do you let that be okay? Mm-hmm. So a lot of years to not be okay with who you are. And I still think I'm uh, clearly I'm processing the trauma stuff, you know, and that's the part that we as queer people. Yeah. Maybe this is what other people don't understand is that as queer people, we, it's a constant effort to just love yourself. Yeah. Because as a, as a society, we're different, you know, um, or sorry, in society, queer people are different. Mm -hmm. You know, and when when I finally decided that this is who I wanted to be and where I said to myself, no, this is Nathan, you know, a lot changed. A lot of beautiful growth happened just in that moment where I said, okay, this is me. Mm-hmm. But it's constant. The growth is constant. The, the acceptance of myself is constant. The like... 
you know, I spend a lot of time just loving others for who they are because, because we don't know what their journey is. It's true. We don't. You know, and everybody has a piece of the puzzle. And, you know, I think we're, we're figuring out now, hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, society is moving forward. So I hope that we are finding more comfort and just to let everybody be who they are. Yeah. Isn't that where it should be? That's the hope, right? It's to just let everybody be who they are. And yeah. anyways, yes. So, so you talked about your church community, but did this kind of, um, these messages come through in your elementary school and high school as well? Did you, what were your relationships like in school and how did you feel to be there? School was super hard. I think in a small town, yeah, school was super hard. It, um, it, you know, kids are cruel mm-hmm. and, um, in a small town where there isn't a lot of maybe just kids don't have the openness to diff- to different things younger kids don't have the availability to, to see mm. different things they don't have the availability to see you know different cultures and and, and queer people and i mean it's very different now what kids diversity no and and you know now is very different with social media and Mm -hmm. with uh, you know the availability for kids to see everything at any time whereas when you and I were kids there wasn't a lot of availability for kids to see people like me yeah well there wasn't in a small hick far in a small farm town there wasn't you know you know, we were, gay people were a one-off. Yeah. <laughs> there was, you know, one gay couple in the town and you knew who they were, <laughs> like, right. you know, and they were ostracized. And I can't even imagine what being gay in a small town in the 90s was like, like, and that's 30 years ago now. You know, we talk about the 90s and we think that that, it, it, you know, maybe to you and I, it feels like yesterday, but that was 30 years ago. A lot has changed in a small town in 30 years. And, you know, those kids, when when I grew up in, in school, they didn't, like I say, they didn't have the, they couldn't see it. They didn't, they didn't have social media yeah. or, you know, the first Hallmark movie just came out with queer people in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like- know, I, I was an actor in a Hallmark movie. I got, I got married to a woman in a Hallmark movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and, and, as a kid, I would have never imagined that on, you know, my Sunday night mom movie would have queer people in it. Yeah. So how important is this representation and just the visibility of diversity to you? Like, how would it have changed you as a kid? Well, that I think that's just it, is, is that I wouldn't have spent so much time trying to be different mm-hmm. or wanting to change or not loving myself if I had a vision that it was okay, or if I had a view that me being me was okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which again, we work with kids. This is, this is my, you know, I teach dance, but I don't teach dance. 
I teach mm. kids to be who they are and to live their authentic self from their core, from their core, you know, from their deep down being, right? They're so lucky to have you. <laughs> ah, they're all right. Those kids, eh? We love them. We love them. Uh, okay, very good stuff. So um, I, I do want to ask you a bit about like labels and stuff because I've noticed in the LGBTQ2S plus um, acronym, I think it is, it's changed, it's evolved. And I noticed some, some maybe frustrations or confusion among people where they're like, what does it mean? Do we need that many letters? And, and I, for me, it's easy. I just think everyone should just be able to be themselves and identify however they see themselves, but not everybody feels that comfortable or something. A straight person is allowed to fucking dye their hair. You know, if you wake up as a straight person and you're like, I'm going to change my hair today, you're right. allowed to change too. You know, yeah. like if you really look at it as growth and knowledge. Yeah. yeah. What it is, is people are scared of accepting that something might be different. Right. And somebody might be different. Right. You know, you're never... You, in, in the in the queer culture, as we evolve and we learn and, you know, we've we've been doing this since like we talked about, I've been doing this since I was a kid. I've mm -hmm. been changing and figuring things out and growing since I was a kid. Why wouldn't we be allowed to do it as adults too, you know, and we want people to feel accepted and yeah, it's confusing. It's confusing for a queer person to figure it out. But if it comes back to the to the root that we are allowed to constantly be a, be uh, evolving yeah. and growing and, you know, like I just said, if, you know, a straight person wants to change their hair, they're going to go and dye it and it's fine. And no one's going to think twice about you going and dyeing your hair. Right. If that makes sense. Like, you know, it in does. My head, it's like everybody know, changes things here and there are and gets a new outfit puts on 15 pounds loses 10 pounds right. like who are we as humans we're constantly changing so yeah. what is the difference between a hair color and a label mm -hmm. you know uh, a woman who gets married to a heterosexual male who is a powerful woman who doesn't want to change her last name because that's going to change her whole identity mm-hmm isn't that the same as us figuring out what our label is in our sexuality? Mm -hmm. And so a straight person is allowed to be Mr. or Mrs. and use whatever last name they want in, in a relationship or in their marriage, or like I say, they're allowed to, but we don't think twice about it. Mm -hmm. We don't go, oh, the, you know, they're not allowed to do that because that's not normal. Right. Well, I mean, in, in the queer culture, These are all ways to identify with who you are. And after so many years, again, to explain to a straight person, after so many years of not accepting myself or not just me, but anybody in the queer culture, all those years of trying to figure out who you are, give us a break. Let us, let us have some, let us have some different names for us, who we all are in the community. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I hear you. 
it's hard. And if it all comes back to knowledge, I think, um, and um, just learning one another, we're all learning each other as humans, you know, and um, I think if we always come back to information and informing humans, not, um, you know, if you get someone's pronoun wrong, fix it, correct it and move on. You know, you don't have to sit there and apologize over it. You know, maybe you didn't know. So all of a sudden, if you make, if you make a mistake on somebody's pronouns and they correct you, accept it, take it in and move on. Yeah. You know, we're, we're here, we're here to educate each other Yeah. so that we can all move forward together. And, and, uh, you know, I worked, I worked in a gay bar for many years. <laughs> I've made many a vodka sodas for the gays. <laughs> And, uh, you know, if you, if you make a mistake or if you, you know, you call somebody by their wrong pronoun, mm-hmm. it's, it's not to, you don't need to feel bad. Like mm-hmm. I say, you just, you learn from it and you grow and you, and you just educate. Yeah. It's, it's just about education. And if you don't know, then that's okay. Ask a question. Ask. Yes. You yeah, know, I think getting more comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. getting so much more comfortable with just asking or when you introduce yourself um I know that the generations before us are still having a really hard time with that mm-hmm. um just grammar right you know, saying saying they is is we didn't we didn't learn that as proper grammar mm-hmm. but just like you can change your hair color you can change the way that you speak or your your verbiage it's it's you know like we can change and we can do this because it's necessary for people who need it like yeah. like a, like those kids who sat there crying in yeah. the morning of their lives because they wanted to change yeah you know, we right. can change we can do it it's not that deep yeah <laughs> you're right <laughs> like, oh, you're right um okay so where is there anything else you'd like people to know, first of all? Because we were almost at 30 minutes, believe it or not. So is there anything else that you want the listeners to know? We, we have a job to do. And I think that you and I both know what this job is, or else you wouldn't be doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a, we as humans... And especially right now, we have a job to do and we have we have so much availability to love this next generation. Mm-hmm. We have so much. We have everything in our package to be able to give this next generation what we maybe didn't get. Mm-hmm. And if we can as as a community or just, you know, people who just, you know, love, love each other and accept each other. And if we can do this as a community for this next generation, my hope is, is that these kids won't have to go through what I went through. Yes. And, you know, parenting, parenting is hard Mm -hmm. and your kid, you know, I don't have kids, but I know, I know what my mom said to me the moment I told her I was gay and, Mm -hmm she said I didn't raise a gay son Mm. and I said no you didn't you raised a good human Mm -hmm. you know like it doesn't matter you know I hope that we as 
I hope that we can facilitate roots for this next generation that is healthy and accepting Mm -hmm. um, so that we don't have to go or so that they don't have to go through what we went through yeah because I know I know it was tough for you too just you know why at 30 years old am I still trying to figure out how to accept myself Mm -hmm. that doesn't that doesn't feel right to you know I hope that these kids can accept themselves again I hope we can facilitate a more accepting future Mm -hmm. yeah Thank you for being so vulnerable today, Nate. <laughs> right, as I'm full sobbing. I really appreciate it. Honestly, like you spoke from your heart. It was eloquent. And I learned a lot and I'm sure the listeners will learn a lot too. So I really appreciate it. I, you know, it's so cool to hear the younger um, kids and teens, you know, learn through this there's this mass amount of information now through podcasts and documentaries and books and everything so if you want that information if you want to grow it's out there for you right and so thank you so much for sharing your story yeah you're so welcome i i um i hope that like you say just the people that want to gain this information or just understanding of how we can love one another better yeah. And that's really what it comes down to. How do we just love each other better? Yeah. You know, as humans, how do we just care for each other better? How do we accept each other better? How do we just look after one another better? You know, these are all the things that with more information and more just understanding from the from the heart, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll have a more connected community. Well, I couldn't love you anymore. I know that much. <laughs> No, I love you. <laughs> All right. Well, do it. my name is Nate. And uh, thank you so much for having me. This is um, super special. You know, we want to be able to give humans more information just to love one another better. And um, I am so grateful that you asked me to do this. Um, I'm a dancer and a choreographer. Uh, in Vancouver, and I have traveled the world dancing, and I'm so grateful to be able to do what I love as my career. Um, You know, not everybody gets to constantly wake up every day and love what they do as their job, and, uh, you know, I've I've been very blessed to have that as my life. Um, Yeah, there's lots of really great places that you can find the work that I'm doing. I just choreographed a Barbie movie, Barbie Mermaid Power on Netflix and I have a, a, a live cabaret in Vancouver called the Tea Party. Um, got a bunch of dancers dancing on ya, under ya, around ya, on the tables, on the bar, on the runway. They're all around. It's a great show. Um, yeah, just very, very, very blessed to be able to do what I love all the time. And, you know, if we can, and I teach a lot. I teach a lot of kids um, across the Lower Mainland and internationally I've taught a lot of a lot of kids but right now I I I work mainly in competitions and conventions um to be able to bring some of the pieces that maybe I didn't have growing up to the kids now Mm -hmm. 
And uh, if, if that's what we are constantly doing, finding the pieces that we missed while we were growing up, you know, the things that we didn't have, you know, I can't wait for the day that I get to have kids and be able to, I don't know, share some of these missing puzzle pieces that. Oh, for sure. You know, I can't wait to gift, gift whoever, whoever I get to carry in the womb, <laughs> my, my womb. <laughs> okay. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish you lots of luck with that. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a womb. <laughs> okay. Thanks again. This was an awesome time spent.